You're listening to the Mini Market Podcast presented by Tellum Sports. Welcome back to the Mini Market Podcast. Is this episode 37, 39? I don't know. I feel like I'm living the same Vikes game over and over and over. What week is it? Another tough L for the Vikings. Another predictable L for the Vikings. 34, 31, overtime loss to the Ravens. It's a three-man weave this week. Dalton with Isaiah and Lucas. Guys, how are we doing after another tough Vikings L? You know... It's daylight savings. It's really dark out. And I mean, it's just monotonous. It's in, we're in a monotonous season. The Vikings lose yet another close one where the whole pregame is, wow, the Minnesota Vikings have been right there week in and week out. And I don't think we've ever seen a team lose as many close games as we have these. I'm, I'm kind of just getting sick of it. <laughs> like they do just enough to... We say it every week to bring you in, get you interested, and then of course they lose it. And like even we know it every week. It's like, well, don't feel great about this position. Don't feel great about the second half here. And we're right every time. Like they find a way to to blow. It's just so frustrating. But halfway done, right? They, I mean, the ultimate Vikings is that they got us to watch not only four quarters of football, but almost an entire full overtime as well. They have a magical ability to get people to tune in and to stay tuned in. Um, They just find a way to keep it interesting enough that you stay on board, but something about you just never feels quite confident in what they're going to do. I'm less sad this week. It was a better game. Like It it was at least an entertaining game, I thought, you know? Like, uh, it was 100% well, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Back. I mean, the, the beauty of it was Lamar Jackson's actually a really fun player to watch. He's so um, good. <laughs> imagine being one of those people who's like, Lamar sucks, who just can't enjoy Lamar Jackson because he doesn't like do it the way other quarterbacks do it. Isn't that Different, what's supposed yeah. to make you interesting is if you do your own thing? And I mean, the, the draws that they had, this, the design draws, I thought those were super cool. Um, I, I personally got to give a little bit of credit to the defense in general. Um, I know 34 points isn't going to look great, but for the task at hand down, how many players, how many starters for, I thought they did a fairly good job of containing a challenging offense for most of the game and being on the field the entire game too. <laughs> Literally <laughs> the time of possession was just like comical. Whenever they throw that little stat up, it was just like, just pure domination from just the crazy side. But, the one that they had 40 more plays they ran 40 more plays than the vikings oh oof kirk's a big play qb he doesn't need that many plays well yeah hey one positive he didn't miss the big one this week what one for one on the big one justin's fault or not but yeah they, they figured it out this week way to go guys mm-hmm. the vikings offense is fixed that was a time capsule yeah. to after the second possession. Do you guys remember that? That was fun when Twitter was all like, this Vikings offense is sick. Um, yeah, no, same story, same story. Yeah, we'll spare the recap because it is the same story as the past eight weeks. So we'll just jump right into our segments. Start out with a little happy, crappy, happy.
And now, the mini market serving you a happy, crappy, happy sandwich. Isaiah, you want to lead us off here with your HCH? Yeah. Um, I'll go. My first happy is Tyler Conklin. Um, he had a kind of another sneaky good game. Um, grab the stats here. Five receptions for 45 yards. Um, felt like more. I mean, if you consider everything that the offense did, especially through the air, he had uh, a lot of the targets, a lot of the receptions. Um, kind of a cool story for Conklin. You know, they talked about it. He's like a D1 athlete or D2 athlete who's by hook or by crook made it to the NFL and now is playing a lot of games. And, you know, I, it's lame sometimes when we we're like, oh my God, they just like to harp on these like little stories, uh, especially like the Adam Thielen one. Cause did you know he actually played Division two football in Minnesota? I don't know if anybody's oh, heard that. Some guy, really? Yeah. I know. Crazy. No kidding. Just down the road. Um, but it it's still actually really impressive when a guy can do that. And like Conklin is is the epitome of got a shot and he's making the most of it. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, shouts to him. My crappy was the hocus pocus offensive vanishing act that the Vikings pulled yet again. Um, they actually started it a little bit early this week. Um, they kind of started it in the second quarter, like early in the second quarter, they decided to stop playing. Um, it was basically after they got the long Delvin Cook run is when we kind of decided that's uh, that's a wash on this game. We've done our we've done our work. Let's start looking to week ten. See if we can script those first 15 plays for next week. Um, my happy, second happy was, this is a reminiscent happy. Um, and I think Connor will like this because it's kind of crappy too. Uh, it's Dalvin Cook versus Adrian Peterson. And the happy is that as a, as a Vikings fan, we're kind of spoiled on what it is to know a really good running back and to watch a really good running back. Um, and Adrian Peterson, as, as people probably know, got signed by the Tennessee Titans to fill their void for, uh, Derrick Henry going out. And it was a fun time to reminisce on his, some of his really good plays. He had that 296 yard rookie game. I think that was all over Twitter. I'm guessing everybody listening to this saw that, but watching him in the second level of runs versus watching Delvin cook. Delvin Cook is an amazing running back, but Adrian Peterson was like, I, and here's the part where I'm spoiled is like when Delvin Cook gets to the second level, I automatically assume it's going to be a touchdown because with Adrian Peterson, more often than not, it was like he just had a, another gear beyond the second gear that he could go to. He had a little head turn, bob when he was running. Oh my God. You know, it was his breakaway speed was just unmatched. And mm-hmm. like, I, I 100% agree with you where it's like, I'm like, oh my God, I see him with like, no one's really in the frame right now, but like with Dalvin, there is that safety or whoever Mm -hmm. that last line usually trips him up and Adrian Mm -hmm. Peterson just never, it was just, he got the edge, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know what it is. Sometimes it feels like Delvin Cook like gets into space and runs at the guy. There's one guy and he runs at him. Uh, I mean, he's still, like I said, an amazing back. So kind of happy, just the realization that we've been a little bit spoiled uh, as Vikings fans, if you like running backs. Love it. Louie, what do you have for us? 
Uh, yeah. So my first happy this week, um, <clears throat> two young guys, two kind of newer, fresh guys making some big time plays. Um, first one, Cameron Bynum, the safety filling in for Harrison Smith this week, got a, a pretty sick interception, full, full dive across the middle, um, made a nice play on the ball, got up, got a couple of yards out of it. So it was pretty cool to see him actually. I think they said he played like nine plays, nine snaps before this. So um, cool to see him stepping up. And then um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but I believe it's Kane uh, Nunguano. Ah, it's just not even going to try. You guys know what I'm talking about. The kick I think that's perfect. <laughs> he um, yeah, his uh, his second game, uh, first getting called up last week and didn't really have much of a chance to just turn on the burners at the, uh, the start of the second half was, was sweet. We haven't seen one of those in a long time, so thinking maybe we should try test him out at the punt return game too. ED continues to struggle. Yeah. Funny um, on funny on that one. Uh I was watching the game with my brother and he was like, when is the NFL just going to stop doing kickoffs? Like nothing interesting ever happens after the first like like the opening kickoff of the game and I was kind of like, yeah, let's just put it to 25, get it rolling. And then we get a little bit of magic in the second half one, and uh, we're both eating our words. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's it's so fun to watch. But um, but now moving to the crappy of the week, um, kind of similar. The uh, the offense sputtering out right after that that interception I mentioned right at the end of the half. It's happening to settle for a field goal instead of kind of keeping your your pedal on the gas or your foot on the gas rather, um, and then just allowing you know the defense also just crumbled again in two minutes with I think it was under a minute and a half allows a touchdown going back the other way to end the half is just brutal. They really have to figure something out there. It's, it's just getting really out of hand. Um, but the other happy this week, um, not super related to this game actually at all, but um, future is looking okay because I don't know if you guys caught the, any of the Packers chiefs game right after, but if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers ever is done, Jordan love is terrible he is so bad so if he's if he's around for a while we have some hope that the vikings can win some games against green bay because man did he look terrible today i feel bad for the nfl that was a premier matchup that they thought was going to be just like this awesome like look forward to it on the schedule and the both offenses are bad right now does Mahomes have the yips? It's like what weirdest decline of any star athlete in the last, like, as long as I can remember, like year over year. All that money went to his head. Mo money. Biggie said it best. Mo money, mo problems. Oh, yeah. Um, but just one NFL thing. And I, and I know this is old guy yelling at this, the clouds here, but um, that play at the, the pass interference at the end of the first half that basically allowed the uh, Ravens to score a touchdown. Something about rewarding a quarterback for brutally underthrowing a ball, like just, it never has sit, it doesn't sit well with me. Like he threw a duck on the run, like six yards short of where he needed to be even more. And, he, and they get reward. They get the ball at the five-yard line. And I know that the defensive back could have turned around. Like The weirdest part is that he saw the ball in the air and then put his head down and ran. It was like, dude, you're already in position to make a play. What are you doing? 
So I get that part of it and I understand that the rule will never change, but it just, it doesn't sit right with me to watch that when it got, it's like, you didn't execute. I don't like you being rewarded and, and rewarded so heavily, but so I digress on that one. Old man yelling at the clouds. All right. Quick, happy, crappy, happy for me. Question for you guys. If I was given a piggyback ride to a former Vikings D lineman, big old number 94. What would you call that? That's a pat on my back. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back here for a little HCH. I said Mike Zimmer doesn't coach to win. I think today, perfect example of that. Could have gone for two. I think you're lying if you say kick the kick the extra point, tie it up. We've got a chance. We knew that story. Man. We knew that. I, I that wanted story. to point out. I wanted to point out Greg Joseph, 100 today. Nothing yeah. to complain about. Got to give him his props when it's due. No, but I think you're right. On the road, the way that our defense was playing, Dalton, like you just knew they'd been worn down too much. There was no possible way they were going to get multiple stops no. to end that game. And they actually got more stops than you would have expected. But yeah, I agree. I think you go for two there. Put a little pressure on too. I always think it's harder to kick. If you're the kicker, you're kicking one to either win it or lose it versus either you're kicking to win it or tie. You know what I mean? Like yep. if you have that little bit, it's just, it's just a little bit of extra pressure. Um, and we, we all know kickers don't need any more pressure. Yep. So just wanted to point out my Mike Zimmer coaches not to win. He coaches not to lose that take. It's a good take. So pats on my back. The crappy, uh, we're, we're recording this pod at what? Eight, eight o'clock news. No news yet that Mike Zimmer's gone. So another week with him at the helm. That's crappy. And my last happy I think Kirk played all right. I'm I'm coming around on Kirk. You know? Oh. Yes. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> so, I'm sure you guys are happy about that one. So, so I'll uh I'll leave it at that. Wow. What a week to be like, yeah, I'm 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 on the Kirk bandwagon. I, I'm a step foot on that bandwagon. Yeah. Some after of the, the other last performances were just way better than this. I just think there's right, so don't... many things wrong with this team that Kirk's all right. Seeing yeah, seeing it not be him is really refreshing. Like just seeing him not make the big mistake in the big like big time moment is really refreshing. I think he needs to throw more interceptions. Like I'm I'm dead ass. I think he needs to throw more interceptions. Because take more chances. Like he needs to throw the ball into some tick, like tighter spots every once in a while. He's, He's a very killing accurate me. Just dumping the yeah. fucking thing down. It's killing me. I can't watch it. It's so boring. Throw the ball, Kirk. Let it fly, baby. You don't have to be perfect. Just be good enough. I mean, look no, at wait. Lamar. He Fuck just that. no. Be better than good enough. Yeah, Lamar don't give no. You know, it, and if you're gunslinging, Brett Favre throw a pick, come back, throw a touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you're when you're letting it sling, you're letting it sling consistently. Um, but Kirk is like, he's so scared. He's so scared to make a mistake. And like, cause he knows if he makes one mistake, it's like hell hath no fury, like a Vikings fan scorned. And they will just try to like devour Kirk cousins. And, uh, so he knows like, he's like, I just got to play kind of conser- like ultra conservative because if I make one there, people are mad at him because he won't throw the ball now. Yeah, now I. people e. are getting upset. Yeah, and it's like, well, if I do throw the ball and I throw three tutties and one pick, everyone's up my asshole about it. So I get you, Kirk. I see you. One, one other thing though, from Vikings fans, I've really started noticing it today. Scrolling through Twitter, a lot of the fire Kubiak. People want Kubiak gone. 
I'm all on board with that. We, I think we are all on board with that. As soon as we saw that his name was Clint with a K, I think we mm-hmm. were all skeptical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we were some of the first mm-hmm. ones, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so then we're going to move on to our power pivot page turning play of the game. Isaiah, you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, back and forth game. A lot of different things going on. Um, I have to point to one sequence. I like to do sequences as my power pivot page turning plays of the game. My sequence is the Ravens have a 10 plus minute drive that results in a touchdown. It is their longest drive since like they're in 21 years. Um, So that is crazy on its own. Uh, A part of it is, you know, when you, when you run the ball and you can pick up uh, chunks, you're going to have long drives. I get that. Um, and I've been a defense defender this year. I think they're just not as bad as people want them to be. And, and here's why. So they give up this long drive and it's not great, but it happens, right? It's a, it's a good running team. They're going to eat clock. What can't happen is immediately after a quick three and out. And the Vikings have consistently done that this year. We're like, when it goes wrong on one side, we just let it go bad on the other side. Like there's no complimentary football being played whatsoever. Like you could just, you literally cannot go three and out at that point. And they did, and they did it fast. And you just put the defense, a tired defense right back on the field. And like they battled, honestly, I thought they did a good job uh, considering how much time they spent on the field, but to give up a 10 minute drive and then to go three and out is that's when we lost the game in my eyes. Like, th- cause then, you know, you have a gas defense and, uh, it's just a, another another bad performance from the offense. So right there, turn the page. Mine is actually um, <clears throat> similar. I was going to go with that uh, the 10-minute drive, but more specifically, their fullback, Ricard, just sliced this up. This 310-pound guy was just making one-handed catches. He scored the touchdown. He was bowling guys over. He just babied us the whole way down the field. And I mean, props to the Ravens for giving that guy the touchdown because he put in some work on that drive. Yes, he did. That guy was huge. He made that play when they was like 25 yards or something like that. And he was running down the sideline with Eric Kendricks, like trying to like jump on his back. He made him look like a little kid. Yeah. Like he looks so massive, small. Massive that was crazy. Guy. Yeah. They love that. Yeah. The one handed catch. It was sick. Gotta give him props. Yeah, also, seriously. uh CJ Ham, we're talking fullbacks making catches. Oh my God. Big day really for great catch. That was yeah. insane. That, I mean, anybody Andy. makes that catch, it's sick. CJ Ham. How about it? Do you guys remember Mike Allstott? The oh, yeah. Buccaneers fullback? I feel like that was peak fullback was time like, in NFL history. He was, if you when you say fullback, I think of him and Lorenzo Neal are like the two guys <laughs> that, that just pop right into my head. All right, we're moving on. Survivor Island. Who's staying? Who's leaving? We don't know. Do we know? Let's move on. All right, who's leaving the island this week? Lucas, you want to start us off? Um, yeah, Connor is not gonna be happy with this one, I don't think, but, um, I'm gonna go, there wasn't too many people to pick, but I'm gonna go with Alexander Madison, actually not a big day for him today. The big 
famed backup running back. One reception for three yards, four carries for zero yards. Pretty, pretty tough production there behind the all-star Dalvin Cook. Just saying. <laughs> no, honestly, like I said, not much to choose from here. Pretty punch and air. No one, yeah, no one stood out as terrible to me today. So sorry, Alexander. I'm I'm nominating you. That's a good one, Lou. It looks like he also he, it seemed like he got concussed too on that. There was one play where he got smoked. Um mine, I'm going uh Mark Schlereth. I think he is brutal to listen to. I cannot. He is. It's it's not fun to listen to a Mark Schlereth game. He overhypes every single play. He's like the Chris Weber of the NFL. Like tries to make everything the most impactful sentence of the day. Like none of them carry any weight, dude, because you just keep trying to say everything is sick. When everything's sick, nothing is. So. I hope we don't have any more Mark Schlereth games on our schedule because I can't do it. What about Adam Thielen? I know he got a touchdown, but only two catches for six yards on seven targets. That is pretty bad. Productive he has, day. He's, he's been like, it's, he, this whole year, he kind of isn't, isn't there until it's the red zone. And he's so good in the red zone. There's some crazy stats out there about like the last two years between, uh, Cousins and Thielen in the red zone. It's something like they're 24 of 30 with like 12 touchdowns. No joke in the last two years in the red zone. Like those two are just like, they are so in sync in the red zone. But honestly, it does feel like Adam Thielen is not a part of the offense for the rest of 80 yards of the field. It's like, yeah, most it's like he'll pop up. Sometimes he'll catch usually like one big third down conversion before they go and lose the game. But, um, and then, yeah, he's a red zone guy. It's weird. It's like the old Rudy. Rudy, huh? You really? Oh, Kyle Rudolph. I thought we were talking Kyle about Rudolph. the movie Rudy. I was like, <laughs> no, no, Are we no, sure no, no, about no. that? Kyle, no, Kyle Rudy, Rudolph was the red zone. Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> Good clarification there. Yep, not the movie. Thanks. All right. Uh, shoot. What do you guys? Who, should we go? Do we go? The thing about Thielen is that he gets the touchdowns. He can't vote him off. It's the same thing with Barr. He had zero tackles, a couple missed tackles, but he makes an insane interception that like keeps us in the game, gives us even a smell of a chance. I, I mean, was I gonna just yeah, yeah. I was gonna nominate Barr, but because of that, he had zero tackles, and as supposed to be our big playmaking linebacker against a defense that's or an offense that has Lamar Jackson and all these weapons and they're running the ball. You'd think he would be more involved but that one play was yeah he you said he kept us in the game and gave us a chance to win essentially so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right i think we go with madison then yep schlereth can go too for us yeah he can go we'll double up he's again a cherry this week. on top yeah yeah, Logo. yeah. Mm-hmm. see ya wow all right and then m v p Isaiah, who's your MVP of the game? We're bringing for me this back. one. Uh, I'm looking at the list: Breland, Brickhands, Breland. No, DD can't figure it out. Westbrook, uh-uh. Chris, who who knows? Herndon, Rashad, practice squad. Hill, Oli broke his <laughs> knee. Udo and Clint sucks at calling plays. Kubiak. Uh, no, I don't think any of those are coming back this week. I don't week. think any of those guys are ever coming ever. back. Um, <laughs> mine, mine is Kendricks. I had got to go Kendricks big time. I thought 
you know, the the defense, I, like I said, they are not amazing, but I think given a very tough matchup with the way that the Ravens do everything different than anybody else, and they have a player like Lamar Jackson who can do things that nobody else can do. Kendricks is tasked with doing a lot on this defense, and especially, I thought, this week, like, he had to do, it felt like everything. And he seemed to step up. Like he was there in a lot of big spots. There was only one play where you're like, man, I wish he had made that play. And it was like that fourth down and two when they did kind of a speed option. And he just missed grabbing uh, the running back's feet like behind the backfield. That was like the only time that it was like, dang, Kendricks didn't make a play. I thought he was everywhere. Yeah. I think he had blown out without Kendricks today. Yeah, 17 tackles, I think. 12 solos or 10 solos. So that's, that's pretty big time. Um, yeah, he was definitely up there on my list. I think he's a, he's a very good option, but I'm going to go um, Cameron Bynum as my suggestion. Uh, he had 12 tackles with nine solo tackles and in the interception. Um, and again, in his, his first big time contribution role. So either one, very similar games. Both were very involved. <clears throat> Dalt, who you got? I had Bynum too. Nice. I might be looking through rose tinted glasses because he was the guy when he got drafted. He had the like super hype video where he grabbed the Vikes flag and like ran out on the dock and did a flip into the water and was just hyped up to be a part of the Vikes. So I was like, you, you were, like you this were, guy. You were way in on that. Yeah, I was I way in. So then when he gets a chance to start and makes a bunch of big plays, he's my I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I can get with it. I, know, I can get with it. Did Bynum was it was it Bynum who had the pass interference though at the end of the first half? Was that him, or was that somebody else? I think it might have been him. Or, yeah. right. or was it Boyd? Ooh. It was probably both of them at some point. It was yeah. Well, it was one of them and uh, Dantzler because Dantzler actually picked it off, which was crazy. But no, we'll give we'll give it to Bynum. I think it was the other guy. We'll say it was the other guy. <laughs> awesome way to go. All right, any last Vikes takes that you want to unload? Apathy is set in. Then we move on to our karaoke segment. Every rose has its thorn. Rose and thorn, our favorite and least favorite things from this week's Minnesota sporting world. A lot of thorns this week. A real thorny rose, but... We'll start off with Isaiah. Tell us your rose and your thorn. Every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its thorn. Um, okay, so I went to a Timberwolves game this week. Went to on Friday the oh. unveiling of the new remixed city edition jerseys with the trees. Um, supposed to be a Big night. Timberwolves are playing the Clippers uh, in a second game of a back to well, mini series, we'll call it. Little HBO mini series. Um, good energy in the building early. Uh, the threes were falling. And here's my rose was that the Timberwolves hit 15 threes in that game, which was more than enough to secure free Arby's. Yo! For all those in attendance, um, nice. we have the meat. Is this the new cherry berry? We have the threes, baby. Um, so I got to ask, how do you guys feel about Arby's? Big Arby's guy. 
Mm-hmm. You no, know, I don't. I don't get it very often, but when I do, I'm always. I always enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamocha shake. Order? Got to get the Jamocha shake on the side. Oh, okay. Time curly fries. Mm. Um, not a curly fries guy myself. Ooh, I don't oh. like them. Well, then not do you a, like Arby's? Yeah, I like Arby's a lot. I think the classic classic roast beef with the sauce. Arby's sauce is an elite sauce in the fast food world. I think. Um, so. Arby's yeah, sauce, Chick Fil A sauce, Cane sauce, rank them. Uh, Chick Fil A, Arby's. Uh, 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 sorry, sorry, Cane's, oh, Arby's, okay, Chick Fil A. Okay. Okay. I think that Chick Fil A, their honey mustard barbecue is better than their normal <sighs> sauce. So really, here's that's a pro tip. If you get the the grilled deluxe chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A, they give you a different sauce. It's good. Arby's is at the bottom of my three. I think. I think I go. Chick Fil A, Canes, Arby's. Wow! But I do agree on the Chick Fil A sauces in general. Slap. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Really though, Canes I think is the. Yeah, my I'm just gonna throw mine in there. It goes Canes, uh, <laughs> Chick Fil A, Arby's, just so I don't get lost here. But really, don't. Not a Canes yeah. sauce guy. Yeah, I mean, came in at second. I mean, of three (laughs) with Arby's on the list, which I'm actually, I think I'm going to change my ranking. I I got, you know, I got caught up in all of it. I got to put Arby's last. There's no versatility in the Arby's sauce. It's, it goes on one thing. You're only using it at Arby's. Yeah. But it's special and it's, it's stood the test of time. You know what? I'm keeping it at second. (laughs) Those are quick podiums. Nice. Yeah. That was fun. So, you know, there's a, there's a bit of an electricity in the stadium when everybody's getting free Arby's and half the people are like, Arby's is bad and then the other half are like give me that cheddar <laughs> um which <laughs> that will funnel nicely into my thorn because these two are of the same stem uh that game was awful to watch absolutely brutal the second half was the, one of the most painful things i've seen as a timberwolves fan in a long line of painful things i will say personally the orlando game was probably more frustrating, oh. but this one was, you can't score 27 points in a, in a half as a modern day NBA team as even an old olden days. And that's just embarrassingly bad uh, to see it just go so South. So awry. It was, it was painful to watch. Um, they got problems. They got big problems. They do not know what to do with offense. Like, there is zero flow. There's zero continuity to what they're doing. It's so much just jack and stuff. They're just jack and stuff. And when it works, it's great. Like the first half, they were just making their shots and it just like looks amazing. Second half, one thing goes wrong, everything went wrong. Um, so being in attendance for that monstrosity was a major thorn. I'm sorry you had to witness that. Was it at least cool seeing the jerseys in person? I feel like the Wolves remix jerseys are pretty universally liked, but the look on your face makes me feel like you might be in the minority here. So I like them, but they did a little sneaky thing with these jerseys is that the front and the back do not match. The front is the light blue with the green and the trees. The back still has the trees, but it's a much darker like gradient thing of a darker blue going down the whole back half of the jersey. Um, and generally speaking, I don't like when jerseys are split in color between the front half and the back half. And it's the like the wolves have done this now a couple of times. If you remember the gray city edition jerseys that were like the wolf 
they did that with a darker gray and a lighter gray made a little bit more sense. These jerseys, it was just like, just do, just do the thing, you know, like just do the thing that everyone wants, which is just make the tree Jersey and make yep. it good. And, and from, I didn't have amazing seats. I'm not, the podcast has not taken off yet. So, <laughs> um, like, and subscribe people. Um, so from a distance, it looks kind of bad because you don't even get the gradient action of like the lines and stuff on the back. It's just like two solid different colors of blue and it's kind of a stark contrast and they kind of look like a 12 year old volleyball team a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my feel about them. I, it's just like, ah, I wish they had really like just gone for the thing. And I know you can't do that. There's a lot more that goes into it. There's a whole theme that they're trying to go with and it was fun. It was, it was good. Um, the front is just so nice that I wish the back was the same, but overall they're still good jerseys. I'd, I'd, I'd like it if they wore them more often. Blue Rose and Thornus. Yeah. So the Rose, um, I was able to catch the end of the wild game on Saturday night. Hey, yo. Uh, and if you didn't know, they won in a shootout and I certainly don't consider myself a hockey guy, but I love shootouts. They're just the best. Honestly, they're so much fun. Get on the edge of your seat. Are you going to make it all? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I can see you so, now. I mean, yeah, I'm getting excited. You can hear it. You know? it, was, it was fun. I love, love a good shootout. Wild win. Uh, I believe the only team to win that played this week for Minnesota. So go wild. Um, yeah, this was almost <laughs> like the worst week in Minnesota sports like the last decade since what 4 p.m last sunday to 4 p.m this sunday we got two vikes losses we got a brutal gophers loss we had three terrible wolves losses the only wins came from the wild they had two wins this week one on tuesday over ottawa and then saturday like you said pittsburgh what a terrible and honestly week. add in <laughs> just the fact that the braves won a world series and eddie rosario was like Freaking MVP. Amid the whole thing. Yeah. He Atlanta was, uh, Twitter was coming at us. Big time. Digging up big our old time. tweets. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Old takes exposed, baby. <laughs> it wasn't even an old take exposed. It was me breaking exposed. down Eddie Rosario getting picked off, saying it was a bad pickoff. But then Atlanta Twitter comes on NLCS MVP, World Series champion. It must be the Twins culture that's making these players play so bad. When Rosario got picked off as a member of the Indians. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just like, it's so annoying. Cause it's like, if you've watched Eddie Rosario, you know, he's capable of doing exactly what he did. He's so good when he's good, but he's so bad when he's bad. And he just was really good at the right time for this team. And that's kind of what it takes to win a world series in general. But like, I feel like he won't even be on their team by the end of next year. He's going to be so bad. He's going to be brutal. And I'm going to, I'm waiting. I'm, this is a long old take exposed. I'm going to come and get that kid. I mean, the Indians dumped him for nothing mid season. Cause he was so bad. Like they just didn't want to so pay bad. him anymore. And yeah. the Braves were like, they had like two outfielders on their roster. So like, Oh, well we'll pick him up and see what happens. They're like, okay, we got to replace a guy who beats his wife with somebody. So we might as well use this guy. You know, <laughs> that's kind of the Braves culture over there. They like, those are their type of players. Freaking jokesters. Change your name. 
Sorry, Lou. We really yeah. Go ahead. Say well, um. Well, yeah. Besides the thorn of uh, Pelham Sports being assaulted by Atlanta Twitter, um, I mean, I just gotta. I'm a Vikes guy through and through. Tough, tough. Just I'm I'm sick of watching them lose this way. I'd rather just get pulverized than than see them like just give me a little bit of hope. Score right at the end. Where I was like, oh, I still have, they might do it, but they definitely left too much time left on the clock. So I don't know. It's like, ugh. I don't even know. Lou, I got to ask. Yeah. I got to ask on that. Are you, um, like, when the, if the Vikings are getting blown out, are you a sit in it and watch the whole thing kind of guy? Or do you, are you like a, I'm getting my Sunday, I'm turning this off, I'm going to go for a walk or like, what do you like to do in those types of situations? Good question. I usually tough it out. Um, if it's a particularly bad loss, uh, I will leave the house typically. Um, you know, it's real bad if I start doing housework. Um, <laughs> oh, God. If the room, if the room is out. <laughs> if I'm doing raking the leaves, mowing the lawn, cleaning the dishes, whatever it is, you know, it's a real bad loss. Because otherwise, if it's a good game, I'll, yeah, you know, I'll hunker down a little bit usually catch the afternoon game kind of you know really you're like i'm i just yeah. wetting the whistle on football for this week <laughs> yeah, I, earned, all I earned this i earned america's game of the week you're like you now know? i can just enjoy this one no stress yeah. just the beauty of the game exactly no, but okay so in a bad loss you're turning it off you're going no, I, I stick it out I stick oh. it out and then I do the, I, then I don't earn the, I don't oh, earn the you don't second the treat. Second no treat. That's when I'm doing the chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to distract myself from, from football in general. <laughs> Just can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, amazing. that's awesome. That's great. So when do you decide, like, what's, what's the threshold? Are you, is the game over? And you're like, well, no treat for me. Time to fix that leaky faucet. I don't honestly it's the one that really comes to mind was the NFC championship game mm-hmm. where we lost to Philly. Mm-hmm. I just remember I was sitting in the chair and the lazy boy just I don't oh, think you, I said you anything. You left. Was the game was over I left. No, you left. I leave during the game. I I dude, we lived together. No. I remember vividly watching the end of that game by myself. Well, I had a TV downstairs. Okay. So you okay. But you left the living room. You left the atmosphere. Yeah, I went and, and spiked my jersey. Yeah. I do remember this, though. I went downstairs, <laughs> spiked jersey, my jersey, spike. stomped on it a couple of times. <laughs> Was it the Diggs jersey? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I had to start tidying up down there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nothing like I'd pay to get that footage. The jersey <laughs> spike. <laughs> Oh, you're like that Steelers guy. Every year, every year, it's that the last game of the year. It's usually toss it. That one was a specifically tough spike. Um, Gave it some extra spike, if you fully, will. Yeah. yeah, but usually I'll just ball it up and toss it into the laundry hamper. See you in August. Yep. You son of a. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. start with my thorn, so we can end on a rose. I like that, Dalt. Thank you. We haven't talked much about it. The Gophers, Gophers football, a tough, tough loss to a three and six Illinois uh, squad. The Gophers they, jumped into the top twenty-five. 
college football ranking had they had them ranked top 20 they had them ranked 20th ahead of iowa and wisconsin which was kind of like whoa this is a little i knew that that just tells me right away the committee doesn't know what's going they don't give up they're just i think they are they have a room with a deck of cards and a big old hat and they just put all the teams that could be maybe in the top and they just throw after they get to like nine they just start throwing those cards Whichever one, that's how they do their rankings for the like back half of the. Yeah, top they 25. get through all the undefeateds and yep. they do a hat with all like, the okay, one loss and then they have all the yeah. two <laughs> loss. Yeah. No, I mean I don't like we we could do a lot on this, but it was just sad. You know, it was it was a letdown headed into this last stretch with Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana. You're thinking, ooh, maybe you know, maybe the Gophers get a nice win here, Illinois, ride high, get a couple wins here, and like actually make a run at the Big Ten. But now I think it's technically still possible, but it, it just puts such a damper on the season. You know, you know, like they've already got a loss to Bowling Green and then another loss to Illinois. Tanner Morgan played terrible. It's just, you, it, it was sad. Also, it was just sad. You, you know, your hopes got up. They're top 20. You're like, all right, let's keep winning. Let's see where this goes, baby. And then it was a letdown a little too early. I wasn't ready for it. I was emotionally vulnerable and they took advantage of me. The real twist of the knife is right also to the seven-year extension for PJ. Yeah. Oh, that guy knows when to sign a contract extension. Yeah. I mean, props Man. to him and his agent. He's he's living, he's living it, living it up right now. Oh, we lost. <laughs> Bummer. You guys have seen plenty more of me. <laughs> See you in twenty twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think PJ needs to start going to a half Windsor knot in his ties. He full goes full Windsor knot, and it's way too big. It, it's not the look for a to be worn underneath a a pullover, a quarter, a quarter zip. zip. Yeah, that's that's if that's extremely extremely formal wear to me. And you can't lose to Illinois and come out there with the f- full Windsor. It's time Here's for the theory. half Windsor, PJ. I'm just coming with up with this right on the spot. So just just bear with me a little bit. What if the knot is taking away from perhaps he has a maybe a feminine Adam's apple? You know, he wants to maybe it's abnormally large or abnormally small. Who knows? Ooh, Adam's apple watch be on it next game, folks. Yeah, keep an eye on the knot and then just look just a little bit higher. We'll keep you updated on this, folks, as the story develops. These are the important questions. Okay, in my rows, we're going, we're doing some gambling here. Every week, so I, well, I think everyone who listens to this podcast probably knows this. Maybe one or two people. Shout out to those one or two people if you don't. I live in, uh, I live in D.C. where sports betting is legal. Coastal elitist. Love the coastal elitism. Hot and heavy here. So every week, I place a two dollar parlay bet on NFL games. I pick like six to somewhere between like five and eight games a week where it's like two bucks to win 50 or more. Maybe it may be a hundred. And my thought, you know what? It makes it more interesting to sort of monitor the scoreboard every week. And I have to win like once every three seasons to make, make this break even. Nash, have you won yet? No, I'm over what nine. What week is it? But this might be my week, week boys. This might be my week. How so? <laughs> Let me tell you, Isaiah. I had a six game parlay this week and I am currently five, four, six. So I had Dolphins over Texans. 
Giants over Raiders. Whoa. Patriots over Panthers. Mm-hmm. Chargers over Eagles. Mm. Chiefs over Packers. Mm-hmm. How many is that? Felt like that, a lot. Is that five? Like five. There we go. We'll go with five. And all I need is the Chicago Bears to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. And that $2 bet comes home to Papa. Woo. You like my what, chances, guys? No, honestly, I don't no. want to jinx it. But uh, <laughs> you know what? Why not? Is it Why at not Lambo? you, Dalt? Or not Lambo. Excuse me. Is Soldier? that Soldier Field? No, it's in no? Pittsburgh. Oh, You've got nice. to put some dogs in the bet to make that money, boys. It's true. Is Watt playing? Hmm. Hmm. Is it too late? <laughs> oh, it's far too late. But <laughs> the picks are do in. You, question: Do you pick these all these matchups, or is it like a pre-pick parlay? For oh no, I pick them. Money I just ta- I just pick some. Yeah, pick some favorites. Pick some with my chest. Pick some with my heart. Mm-hmm. Pick some mm-hmm. with my head. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. Cl- I've been close like one week. But this this Two might be my now. week, boys. If I win it here, I'm free rolling until 2023 what's, at least. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the first purchase? You're just gonna throw it, throw it all back in, let it ride. Probably yes. Put it all on red. All on red, <laughs> and then I win. Put all on black. I think now, if you really want to make some money, is pick the tim- throw it all in the Timberwolves season uh, over. Mm. Wins because I think this week after this week, the money is moving. That's a good point. Oh, here's a question. Do I hedge and now do I bet the Steelers and like guarantee myself nah. like 20 bucks? Nah, don't do it. That's nah, lame. Trust your gut. That's lame. Trust your gut. Ooh. All right. All right. I'll let it ride. I mean, what are you going to do with that 20 bucks? See a movie? Maybe if you can see a movie. Make a movie. <laughs> Me and wife, you make a movie. Anyone, anyone with insider tips, be sure to listen to this before Monday Night Football. And tweet at Dalton or get us a message for any insider information on if you should hedge or not. See, I did this. I did this during March Madness, though. I had like an eight-game parlay. This actually, Connor and I both had an eight. We both put money into this. It was like a first round. We had like eight games. Picked the first seven. Then the last game was Texas versus like the 14 seed that they were playing. And we were like, if we win, we were going to win like 200 bucks. We're like, do we put like 30 bucks on the 14 seed, guarantee ourselves money? Should have, but we were like, no, let it ride. We believe. And then Texas got upset in the first round. That was the most intense sporting game I've ever watched because it was down to the wire and I had a lot of money riding on it. But I've done this before and it came back to bite me. But well, you know what? Second time's a charm. Second time's a charm. I just realized that that Braves guy also commented on the YouTube page. So if anybody doesn't know, we have a YouTube as well. <laughs> Anything good? Just, is it the same take? Did you just copy NLCS paste? MVP. Who's laughing now? Joshua. It sounds like Joshua's laughing. Right, we've got it. We've got an enemy here, boys. <sighs> All right. Good. I want it to be the Braves. I don't like the Braves. You can't like the Braves if you're a Twins fan. Also, like, buddy, we got the head-to-head matchup. We won the head-to-head with y'all. Hey, yo. 91. Spear to 91. Dude's just trolling old. It, it doesn't even make sense. But you know what? How he spends his time is not my problem. Let's try it's and get him on. Existence. That would be fun, actually. 
No, based on his comments and his his grammar (laughs) and his comments, I'm not. I don't know if having him on mic would be the best. I genuinely think it's a ten year old kid. Like I was, I was looking at his profile picture. I think he's ten years old. So, not great for us. Well, no, we did say we had a couple pods for the kids, you know, so a lot of life lessons in here. It's true. These are for the kids. You might learn a couple of things. There is. Yeah, we could teach him. He might teach us a thing or two. That's the beauty of of learning. It's two-way street. Maybe we'll learn about the winning ways. Those winning ways. Those winning ways. (laughs) Well, hopefully you learned a thing or two on this week's podcast. We'll leave it there this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Mini Market Pod. Brought to you by Tom Sports. We will be back next week. Peace. Bye. Go Wolves. I'll never get those 20 minutes back in my life.